Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. This is the TV podcast for Westworld on the Incomparable Network. Thank you to Jason and everybody over there for hosting us. I am your host, Kelly Gamont. With me as always is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth, but not for a year or so. <laughs> kind of what I was thinking. Because we're... We watched the finale. This is the finale. <laughs> this is the show for season three, episode eight. It is called Crisis Theory. And we're here to talk about the season finale of Westworld. Uh, housekeeping note right at the top of the show. I said this the other day. Uh, we will have a season three wrap up later. But uh, for right now, we're going to try and limit this to... Uh, like I said, season three, episode eight. Uh, I want to briefly skip ahead to the very end of the episode. I think I personally may have brain damage, which was the name of the Pink Floyd song that they used at the end of the program. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I was like mentally turned a little bit inside out um, as per tradition. However, because this is the reaction show and not the analysis show, uh, we are going to set the timer for 20 minutes starting now. So, Don, let's hear it. Wow, that's some way to end the uh, season, <laughs> killing killing the star. Oh, uh -huh. spoiler alert there. <laughs> I uh, thought that was implied so, with we're talking about the season finale. Yeah, uh, so uh, that was quite the show. I remember when I said, uh, was it last week's or the week before's analysis episode? Well, I don't think they'll kill Dolores Yeah, we were talking of, we were sort of right. Yeah, we kind of started the Deadpool and talked about who, who was and wasn't going to make it out alive. And I was convinced Caleb wasn't. Uh, I was also convinced Stubbs did not. And we don't officially have an answer on that. We just know yeah, that Bernard he, literally he, put him on ice in the tub of a hotel. And with, that was it. Uh, with bad booze. With shitty booze, and, uh, unquote. <laughs> yeah, and then we got, to, we got, we not, we didn't just get a post credit scenes. We got a triple header post credit scene. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, that was that was one weird post credit scene. But anyway, let's back up to the beginning of the episode. Let's go even a little uh, bit before the beginning of the episode because this was one of the few times we got a previously on that had dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and it was from the, Ford. Yeah. <laughs> uh saying something very, very interesting. Would you be the hero or the villain? To Dolores. Uh, I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. that was, I thought that was very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, my assessment of her had, my assessment of her changed through this episode. Uh, that you saw her as the hero? No, but definitely, um, she had way fewer villain points at the end of the episode than she did at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, she with the the uh confrontation with holograph hale mm -hmm. or holo hale as holo i hale. will call her oh holo man hale, was uh, that not terrifying like yeah whoa so so tessa thompson uh if she ever just wants to be uh, retire and be a badass <laughs> Uh, I mean, she didn't actually do anything. She just looked really, really menacing and badass. And, and her acting this season has just been off the from top to bottom, innocent, uh, fearful, and yeah. whatever this. Um, it this, was cold. Uh, yeah, this Haloris is uh, going to be hail to pay, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> 
So what we, you did there? Uh, I see it. Yeah, yeah. So I also noticed, and I I was already watching the episode when you uh, sent the message, and you forgot I was on the group chat. <laughs> and what did you say in the message? Just uh, say it for our listeners. <laughs> I don't know. Now I have to jump over when, there. Where I where you've been talking about him all season. When's yes. he gonna appear? I did give it a good motherfucker. Fucker. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, so we don't know if that's uh, Dolores in there because he implied that it wasn't that it yeah, really was. That there was no. It really was. Yeah. So, the thing that said to me is, who the heck is that last brain ball? Then if we that still wasn't never him. found anything out about Berlin. That was my biggest. No. My biggest. I think the thing that I shouted at the end when we went from the. Uh, Brahmin Jawadi slash possibly vitamin string quartet, because I don't know yet, version of brain damage from Dark Side of the Moon uh, to the actual version of Dark Side of the Moon. I think I did shout, uh, where was Berlin in all of this? Yeah. So we still don't and, know, and, but we do know there's a season and, four, so we may find out. Yeah, a season four. And so I uh, I thought at first when we get to the post credits uh, scene with Man in Black, he's going to go to Berlin, but it was not in Berlin. Yeah, I, I assumed as soon as the credits sure. ended, we were headed to Berlin. Oh, goody. But no. Yeah. No, no Berlin. So we don't get Berlin for like a good year and a half, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, because they take forever to make this show. It, they um, do. Uh, but uh, we did get the fight between uh, Dolores and Maeve. And it was a good second fight. It, it really was. It was interesting. It really was interesting. And I remember we, we were the... we were like, why would you do this? You just did it. Yeah. We what? also got the the really naked scene with um Dolores and Caleb. Yeah, super de duper naked. Wh- Sorry to get technical. Which is yeah, uh which was uh creepy AF as the kids say. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and also very, very insightful. I mean, it was, um, uh, and I thought the uh, the makeup they had on the old style bot Dolores in the beginning, with you know, when her yeah. face. Oh man! You know, did the um, did the intake of the brain ball was uh, yeah, just really creepy. Um, I was also weirdly, maybe not weirdly, but I was very surprisingly, I guess, creeped out. By watching what we think of as sort of like a, a a late model host, like have the face peel back like young Ford did. It was very yeah. odd. And it was it was very surprising and very weird. Yeah. Yeah, one of the originals. And when she's doing the fight with Maeve and Maeve tries to cut her arm off and she said, you know, <laughs> they, yes. they used to build this uh, sturdier. Yeah. Right. They they don't make them like instead they used of, to. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Instead instead of fleshy like them. Yes. So which was so very that... which was an interesting thing. I'm trying to remember exactly what she said because I was going to write it down and I didn't. But it was something about uh, they built us like them until until they realized something. And I don't remember what it was they realized, and I'm sad about that because I didn't write it down. But it was cool, and we'll talk about it in the That's analysis okay. show, we'll I'm it. sure. We'll rewatch it 50 times. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's not a problem. So yeah. there's that conversation, and then there's the conversation in the Rehoboam world where they yeah. uh, they connect, and as Dolores is, you know, she's getting the, um, 
the 2001 Daisy Daisy thing. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, where she's getting her memories are getting deleted, and mm-hmm. uh, but it's really touching and heartwarming almost. It was where she goes back. I would go so far as to say it was a human moment between yeah. the two of them to really have that that actual mm-hmm. moment. And by the way, let's talk for a minute about how friggin' optimistic that was. Like, yeah, for Dolores to kind of lean in and go, I st- basically like, yeah, I know it's all kind of fucking horrible, but I still choose to see the beauty. In humanity? Like, yeah. Who knew that the ray of sunshine in 2020 was going to come from Westworld? I mean, obviously, it's 2020, and I shouldn't be surprised, but (laughs) I did kind of like, wow, what like a life-affirming message to come from this show. And remember, we were worried about it tap dancing into a documentary. So Yeah, it did not tap dance there. (laughs) No. Well, yeah. Uh, although the rioting, I do have to call shenanigans on the rioting. I did tell you this. Uh, I think it was very weird. There was no Portland on the map when we got all the divergences uh, because we kind of have a propensity for riots even when it's not Armageddon. So I was a little disappointed that the... I thought uh, you scheduled it. <laughs> see, just... we, we kind of do. Oh, second Tuesday of the month, I guess. Yeah. Like I miss them because it's the same time as karaoke, but generally there's a riot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Priorities. Yes. Priorities, uh, I people. also also I liked the callback in this episode. We've seen callbacks here and there to different things. And uh, the callback in this episode was a callback to an earlier season three episode when Caleb rolls up to the Itaidoshin distillery. But in yes. L.A. Yes. Which I feel like was that's... underscoring for people who didn't bother to go look it up the first time. Yeah. So, I, here you go. I immediately got who it was. So the, that was... Uh... That was quite enchanting. So the other thing that we uh, got this episode is we got um, uh, a lot more Bernard time. Yes. And like deciding uh, stuff left, right and center. Yeah. Which was nice. I needed at least one more episode of that to feel like he got he didn't get the short shrift. Um, Another episode like this would have been pretty great. but that but moment we'll with Laura, how long? Yeah, Lauren, Lauren, uh, the Lauren. moment with uh, Arnold's wife when she yeah. says it's OK, Arnold, and she reaches out and takes his hand. I will admit uh, there was some sort of Internet issue at my house. And for about 30 seconds, that part of the episode got really blurry. Yes. Yeah. yeah technical problems. Technical, technical problems. problems. It, yeah. With my eyeballs. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Uh, so that was but that was. Again, one of those uh, one of those things that we've talked about on this show, like they take on really big themes all the time, but we get these really small moments, these really human moments, even when it's two hosts that are having it. It's still a very human moment, and it's the part that we can relate to as we're watching the show and watching her reach out and take his hand and sort of watching him kind of crack that open and and make his peace you know, with all of that, to me, was very touching. So I thought it was interesting, and I expected, you know, he's going to be going and talking to the fifth brain ball, you know, her. Oh, absolutely. That was what I assumed, too. So what I don't understand is, I still don't understand the part of the plan, why there's a part of me that really likes this episode, and Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that goes... Why all these disjointed pieces? <laughs> yes, I had that same problem. 
Yeah, and so uh, because we got a little payoff. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a, we, we got a, we got a fair amount of payoff. payoff. Yeah, but we got also like, what the hell was the point of Bernard's storyline? Mm-hmm. I if feel he's like going to be the. I, I did like the twist that oh, it was me all along with the the key, the encryption yeah. key. Which I wondered which about I, when he kept saying like Dolores left basically like Dolores left something in my head. Yeah, it's the key. Yeah. So. Although speaking of the key, I did get a bit shouty uh, when he didn't offer it to Stubbs first. Because I love yep. my Stubbs, and yep. I don't want him to bleed out with bad booze in a bathtub in a terrible hotel. And it looked. It gave me a very strong Bates Motel vibe because I watched the TV show version of Bates Motel. And so that's kind of what it reminded me of. Oh. And so I was very sad. Never saw that. Uh, it's so good. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you think this is dark, uh, this is Mr. Rogers compared to Bates Motel. But um, the thing about it was uh, I was feeling really bad for Stubbs. And if they both, if both Bernard and Stubbs know that Stubbs is on his way out, why wouldn't Bernard offer him the option and that was the part that made me sort of shouty was like you know you're leaving you're basically leaving him there to die but you're not gonna let him take a crack at it first that seemed really disappointing to me. he's a host his brain ball is intact he's not gonna die so well that's true but remember he stuck him literally on ice so that he wouldn't have necrotic something or other which means like you've been dead a while and your body is starting to turn on you and so i was worried about that and so i'm i I was sad for Stubbs. like i said i didn't think he was gonna make it out alive yeah and to the best of my knowledge he did not uh like intact i guess would be a better word because Stubbs is a host uh but uh caleb did make it out which cal surprise with all all his parts yeah uh, i was also a little both well that's interesting but also disappointed in Sirach's end that you know i thought so he's had a listening device in his ear and he's just parroting what rehoboam what his brother you know uh tells him well i think uh, it uses his brother's voice but i think it's him more or less and so that's how he's sort of rationalizing it is yeah. that he wants to like He's doing what the system says because he will have order, right? So that's really all it is. He feels like there, that nobody had free will in the first place, so he wasn't really trading it for anything. He was just getting his internal voice from an external source, which most people don't have the opportunity to do. So I think he was using that as justification. That's how he could sleep at night. And it it was kind of disappointing. But I did like uh, that he was sort of left high and dry at the end of all of it. Like, it was nice to see him get his after all this, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, it wasn't interesting. It wasn't my favorite thing that he that that was how he went out. But uh, the fight right before he went out, that was a thing that I made that I made a note about was uh, everything being lit by machine gun fire and watching Maeve go to town. And this was another moment where I was struck by her use of the, the, the Japanese sword and right. how profound her experience in Shogun world must have been for this to become her weapon of choice for season three. 
well, which is not a thing really we've good wielding it too. Well, oh yeah, she's amazing with the sword. But the the thing that because I sort of this sort of crosses my mind every time she pulls the the sword out in episode in season three is how profound her experience in Shogun World must have been for this to be the thing that she uses to move forward is the samurai sword. So well, I'm always like every time she pulls that out I'm like yeah, that's what's up. Yes, I, I thought it was cool. What I, th- uh, I thought was also cool, uh, cool a shot back was when she gets out in the bridge and they're watching, you know, the world fall apart, mm-hmm. and she goes into her uh, her uh, uh, her anti uh, Calvinist uh, speech. <laughs> uh, there's a little reference for uh, predestination there. You know, you know, this is the new world, and you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. Yeah. And I thought that was really. I loved it. Uh, I I thought it was. You could say, you know, it's her just parroting some of like the programming that she had, but the way Tandy Newton delivered it, mm-hmm. she was delivering it as a joke for herself because obviously Caleb wouldn't get the joke, right? Because he never, right? Mm-hmm. He never. Uh, seen that storyline right and i speaking of caleb seeing storylines that was very surprising to find out that uh park five is basically just a military installation not war world but uh we're using this so people can sort of practice on live targets yeah which was interesting and does give an ounce of credence to our theory about how many of other how many of Caleb's other memories are also sort of implanted and uh fake like maybe the broad strokes of it are correct but in actuality uh you know he wasn't in Crimea and he didn't do those things and you know that kind of stuff yeah god only knows what happened yeah i also thought it was uh you know, had a great actress, Tao uh, Akamoto, mm-hmm. uh, Hanario, and she was in this episode, and she was in there with uh, Evan Rachel Wood as yeah. Dolores. Sitting there next to Dolores in the town. Yeah, and so, uh, as the femme fatales. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was nice, but, you know, I wanted, to, after what she did episode uh, last episode, uh, and where the hell is Angela Serafian? Yeah. And so, the other Dolores head, or Dolores Brainball yeah. in Satoshi's head. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was wondering that as well. Um, so we have a, a fifth unaccounted brain ball. We even have, still. We have the Sato brain ball. Mm-hmm. which is still around, if not connected to a body anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, also uh, we have the, um, uh, I'm trying to think of his name, the actor. Uh, uh, bup, 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 uh, who? Uh, the uh, the person who got, blo- the Dolores that got blown up. Why can't oh, I Martin? think of? Martin yeah, Connells? Martin Connells. Yeah. yeah. No, Connells Dolores brain ball is. M.I.A. Hail. Yeah, no, Hale has that. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. She took it. So Haloris has her own army of Lorises. Right. And it seems like Tandy Newton was the one that was controlling Angela and Uh um, 
uh, Angela Serafai, Clementine, Clementine, and Hanario. Mm-hmm. So where were they in this episode? They couldn't fit them in or something? Or we, I they think would just that's be joking? A, I think it's a loose thread that we're going to get in season four. I think, I think the announcement of season four came way before the actuality of season four because I think they went in, they probably went into this knowing there was going to be another season so that things like that were okay to kind of leave until yeah. then. Um, I did have a couple of other notes from this episode because I'm pretty sure we're in the home stretch. Um, I now am very curious what a $20,000 bottle of scotch tastes like. Oh, yeah. After <laughs> finding out that William's drinking one. Um, what is that like? I wish to, like, now that I know that that's a thing, I wish to know. Like, I knew they were expensive, but I know they're that expensive. Um, I very much need to know the fate of giggles. Is another yes. thing I need to know very much. I know he got shot, and I'm very sad about that. Giggles but, and to Ash. But I need to know what happened to Giggles. We saw Ash led away in cuffs, but I don't know if Giggles made it or not. And uh, I need Giggles and his shirt to be okay. That's very important to me. Um, like I said at the top of the show, uh, we did get brain damage by Pink Floyd at the end of the episode. Here we go. Oh, there's, there's our alarm. the timer. And yeah, we're getting brain damage right now. Yes. Well, I, I had a little bit to start with, so it's fine. Um, but, uh, <laughs> this time was notable because they went from the orchestral version of the song, like I said, into the Pink Floyd version of the song, which was very nice. Um, we got a bunch of William at the end, uh, and then we got the end of William at the end. Well, and well his throat got cut. Is he dead? Seems, I don't know. That seems pretty serious. Uh, and the thing that I wanted to point out was I did watch uh, afterward they had sort of another one of these like behind the scenes kind of interviews and the part that really stuck with me was uh, Lisa Joy saying life is a series of choices. I wrote it down exactly. I went back and listened to it like three times. Life is a series of choices about which parts of your programming you let sing and which parts of your programming you deny. And I thought that was pretty profound as a uh, yeah. philosophy to go into season three. So my final thoughts are I was I'm sure I will watch this again and find more things like what happened to Clementine that sort of bugged me. But as a finale, I feel overall right now, fresh off the viewing, reasonably satisfied. How about you, Don? Reasonably satisfied. It was, it was a it was a fun uh, HBO list is an hour and 17 minutes. I'm sure part of that mm-hmm. was the little thing at the end but mm-hmm. uh we we got bonus time on this we got at least an extra 10 minutes on this episode so mm-hmm. that was pretty cool yeah i liked it i feel overall pretty like i said pretty satisfied um still grumpy that Stubbs didn't get to go to the sublime uh especially because we saw bernard wake up at the end and so i'm really curious where that's gonna go where bernard under his layer of dust uh like why he came back that really that's one of those moments well, why where like he went why what did he hope to find there that's what we don't know i don't know that it was so much what he wanted to find there as much as uh feeling pretty okay with leaving all of this behind Mm. i think it was more like i i will trade the unknown for the known at this point um because he kind of said something made mention of the end of the world so i think that for me that was part of it um so yeah, that was that was another thing. Uh, it was really nice to get, uh, like you said, it was really nice to get the cameo from Lawrence. But 
uh, it just gave me 19 more questions like who is he and why is he there and what were the explosives supposed to be for and how did he get out and uh, what brain ball is in his brain and if that's the case then you know yeah I just had a whole bunch more questions <laughs> by seeing yeah, I, I, w- I was really excited about it for a minute and then went well wait a minute what's up so how about how about overall for you uh, very, very similar. Uh, you know, it's like, well, that was really interesting, but I've only got 60 million questions here. Could, <laughs> you know, Jonathan Which... Lisa can just pull up a chair here and let me go through these. I, I wrote them down, you know. Um, oh, I did too. Yeah. And so uh, no, we would I love gotta, to have uh, you on the show to help us with yes. some guidance on these things. Since it's going to yes. be like 2022 before we get any sort of answer of substance. I would be more than happy to have you on the show yeah. to talk about it. Uh, yeah. And speaking of more than happy, uh, we can we can have them on the uh, analysis for this episode. And uh, we're not sure yet whether we're going to do analysis on this episode or an impromptu uh, retrospective on the season. It'll probably be a, a, just a, a hair of that ladder stuck in there, too, because yeah. you know how lazy we all are. <laughs> but we'll probably... I'm guessing there will be both, though, so that possibly yeah. uh, other people that we know who are super into the show will want to come by and chat with us about it. Yeah. For the, the, uh, for the whole season retrospective, uh, we'll uh-huh. probably, we'll probably, and that way we can milk this podcast for all it's worth too. <laughs> but also to get note, a chance to talk to people. Um, yeah. And we, again, we still want to hear your theories. Uh, I want to hear very much of what people have to say about the post credit scene. I want to hear very much about, uh, what people have to say about brain damage, particularly if you're familiar with the lyrics, because I yes. was listening to that at the end of the show. And um, the lyrics to the songs they pick are always giggling. really important. Yeah, there, there was much giggling as we were as I was listening to uh, the end of Brain Damage. And um, for people who don't know, because I have a hard time with Pink Floyd song titles, uh, the name of the song is Brain Damage. It's the song on Dark Side of the Moon that says Dark Side of the Moon in it. So if that helps, uh, you can go find it on Apple Music or what have you. And um, I think that's going to do it for us right now. I'm still very curious about William's motivation, and you will hear way more about all of this uh, when we step into analysis later. We have to wrap up for now. Uh, I'm sad this is the last one, but I'm glad we still have uh, the analysis show to do. I'm very much looking forward to that. And uh, Don, we'll see you then. We'll see you then. <laughs> if you have a super secret theory, if there's something that you picked up in this episode that maybe we haven't discussed yet that you want to make sure we pay attention to, join the Not So Secret Secret Theory Club by adding us at Westworld Rewind on Twitter. You can get me on Twitter as Verso and Don on Twitter under his, as always, super secret identity. Don Melton. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Uh, We will talk to you later this week with the analysis show. There will probably be a separate season three slash all of Westworld retrospective that happens. Uh, We will keep you posted about that. You can check the Twitter account for more. I am your host, Kelly Gamont. Definitely, until then, be excellent to each other and let's be careful out there. (laughs) 